Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chamber Chat. Today, we're at Lee Health talking about social media, but more specifically, how to create a social media strategy for your business. Our guests today are Lisa O'Neill, the System Director of Marketing and Branding for Lee Health, and Alyssa Young, the Social Media Coordinator. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks, it's great to be here. Awesome, so we're super excited. Um, We've got a really interesting topic today. I know a lot of the listeners uh, tuning in can kind of relate to social media, not only for themselves, but how they use it for their business. Um, So before we get started, I thought it would be you know, really good for the listeners to kind of learn a little bit more about your roles here at Lee Health and kind of just some simple thoughts that you have on social media. Sure. So this is Lisa O'Neill, and I'm the System Director of Marketing and Brand Management. So with my role um, throughout Lee Health, um, my role is really to look at always enhancing the brand of Lee Health as well as to inform the community of all the great great things going on in the access um, points. We have about 100 locations throughout Lee County. And we're also, with our Children's Hospital, also reach into a five-county area. So just really want to encourage people to stay healthy and well, and we're here if you need us. Hi, this is Alyssa. I am the social media coordinator at Lee Health, and my job day in, day out is basically focusing on social media. I run about 26 accounts for the system, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, and we have different service lines and everything that we help promote, um, including like Lee Health and our acute hospitals, but also Golisano Children's Hospital. We have our Healthy Life Centers and stuff like that. And I really just enjoy social media and my job because I get to kind of meet these people and have that face-to-face interaction and get to tell their story. So it's kind of special. Excellent. So 26 accounts, that is a ton. I'm sure that's a lot more than a lot of our uh, listeners tuning in. Um, So I kind of wanted to start with probably the most recognized social media platform that I guarantee you um, everyone probably has a personal account. Um, If they don't have a business account, they've probably thought about creating a business account for it. Of course, I'm talking about Facebook. Um, You know, it's obviously the largest platform. Uh, I think I heard a statistic that said if Facebook was its own country, it'd be the largest country in the world. So obviously, it's got a lot of power behind that. So Alyssa, if you wanted to kind of start us off on Facebook and kind of, you know, what your thoughts and comments are. Yeah, so something that's super interesting, especially with this new generation, is that 67% of Americans use Facebook as their primary news source. So for me, um, personally, when the Nashville tornado happened, I had found out through Facebook of my friends marking themselves safe on Facebook. And I was like, oh my gosh, there was a tornado, I had no idea. And then I went there and kind of got my news source and then it directed me to those other pages. But that's how I initially kind of find out about that breaking news, especially for me, I just kind of get a ping on my phone. So Facebook has this really cool ability though that anything can go viral and you never know what's gonna go viral, which is super important because whatever you post could possibly get picked up. So you have to be very strategic and very aware of what you're posting, what you're putting out there and everything like that because it's a great access to news. It's where people, if they're looking into your business, they're going to go to your Facebook page and your website first. So they're gonna go to that page and they're gonna see what you post about and see if they kind of have a connection with you and they want to use you for whatever kind of service you're providing. Awesome. Um, Another kind of thing that I love about Facebook is you can really kind of hyper-focus on specific audiences. 
Um, Lisa, I know you had mentioned that earlier. Did you want to talk a little bit about that and how you can kind of use Facebook to maybe target a specific audience for a certain campaign or message versus, you know, um, a different audience? Sure, absolutely. I think, uh, as Alyssa said, I think the great thing about Facebook is it's really multi-generational. So I know, you know, we're, we're obviously a different age groups um, and Alyssa probably grew, grew up with social media and I did it, it did not. But it's something from the, you know, making a career out of healthcare marketing. It's something that is really critical to be in this space because this is where people are getting their news. And I know my my mother is on Facebook all the time. Um, my kids, you know, they're sort of getting out of it, but it really, it spans so many generations and is really a great way to communicate. So because of that, really looking at where our audience is reading the news, we, we also, besides what Alyssa does on a daily basis and posting all the great stories here at Lee Health, we also have marketing campaigns where we're able to geo-target. Um, so for instance, one campaign that we work on, you know, we're during the busy season right now um, where the snowbirds are here, you know, our ERs are Yes, packed. they are here. Yes. <laughs> you can tell by the traffic. Yeah. Our e- it also affects us in a lot of ways from the healthcare perspective because our ERs are packed. So what we want to do is really try to promote and direct people to either telehealth options or our urgent care facilities. So Facebook is a great way to do that, where if they actually go to one of our ERs or primary care facilities, we're able to deliver an ad through geo-targeting, and then we're able to see if they actually show up in one of our immediate cares. So as as you know, as we all know, like if we're searching for furniture, then we, we're delivered an ad. So oh, yes. <laughs> Facebook is always watching and they know where we are if we have our locations um, enabled. So um, even though some people might think it's a little bit on the creepy side from the consumer perspective, from a marketing perspective, from the other side, it's has proven to be very successful. Right. And, you know, some people might hate it, but I know a lot of other people that find it very useful Mm -hmm. because, you know, they'll spend a couple days researching, buying furniture, for example, and then, you know, before you know it, they're on another website, another social media platform, and there's ads specifically for furniture. So, you know, for some people, it's it's extremely helpful and it, it really gives them this, the content that they're looking for. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know I was a journalism major, grew up reading the paper every day, and about eight years ago I stopped reading the paper, and I have to admit I'm one of those that, that gets my um, yeah. news online, and sometimes it is through Facebook, yeah. but I'm able to find about events in the area, what my friends are doing, recommendations for restaurants for different musicals etc um and and you know as Alyssa mentioned some really important information whether that's about the coronavirus tips or what's what just went on in Nashville it's just a great way to really um to get your news right right um so very interesting um I'd love to kind of shift now to another platform um YouTube so a lot of people surprisingly don't know that YouTube is owned by Google. Now, if there was this, hypothetically speaking of course, if there was this platform that had all the answers that anyone was ever looking for, they could just go online and type them in and bam, it's there and it would come up. You know, if such a platform like that existed, Google, um, you know, and if there was a social media uh, platform that was connected to that, wouldn't it make sense to then make sure you're using that social media platform because like I said, all of those searches are coming in from Google, so obviously Google is going to um, make sure all of their YouTube content is coming up, right? 
So that's kind of the key point I wanted to let everyone know. YouTube, YouTube is essentially the second largest search engine in the world. Obviously, number one is Google. People are always looking for things, whether it's you know social media tips, whether it's like we said to buy furniture. Um, so you know, I think YouTube um, is a little underrated from a lot of people because I know a lot of uh, small businesses and I know a lot of um, local companies. You know, they might not have a YouTube channel, and I think you know that should probably want to be one of the more uh, prioritizing uh, platforms that they focus on like I said because it's owned by Google obviously Google is gonna make sure that when you search in your questions your comments your concerns anything that YouTube can kinda pull in um, can kinda get shown on Google um, so Alyssa I did have uh, a couple of questions for you um, you know what's kind of your thought process on YouTube your 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 kind of input, I know, um, you know, everyone would kind of, at least the data all shows everyone would kind of prefer to kind of watch everything, you know, on an online video format versus, you know, live TV. I mean, we've seen the, we've seen the huge switch to streaming. Um, and, you know, there's also a, a statistic that I think many people would see and then they would kind of hinder to use YouTube. And it's that 20 people, 20% 20 of people who start your video, this is according to YouTube, 20% of people who start your video will leave after the first 10 seconds. Um, so even with, you know, eliminating 20% of your audience right then and there, you know, talk about, you know, why it's important to use YouTube and your thoughts on that. Yeah, so the most important thing to understand about any type of video on YouTube or not on YouTube is that we have very short attention spans and it's due to the social media and it's due to our phones and it's due to us being able to get immediate access to this information that if it's not there within the first 10 seconds, we don't care, we're gonna go try somewhere else. So to have a video that's engaging and wants to keep people around is extremely important. But also YouTube is becoming more popular with the younger generations again because we don't really want to have someone tell us how to do something, we would rather them show us how to do something. So I know YouTube is really big on the how to, how to, um, put this TV mount on your wall, how to cook scrambled eggs. I don't know, whatever it is, whatever <laughs> someone wants to look up because the internet is a weird, weird place once yep. you get in there. But people don't really want to be told anymore what to do. They'd rather have someone show them what to do. So YouTube provides that super awesome platform that if you don't know how to put on a new um, something on your car, if you don't know how to get this paint or this dent out of your car, there's videos that will show people sh um, taking plungers and pouring hot water and getting dents out of their car. And you can say, hey, I want to try that myself. So YouTube is kind of that awesome um, place to kind of put what you want uh, about your company out there and um, it can be um, healthcare videos which is obviously what we do um, but those quick tips of what to do if you're experiencing the, these symptoms or something like that but right, right. it is a very quick attention span so to get people the information as quickly and possible as you can and not drag it into a 25 minute video is really important right I know as a consumer I always look for like those one to three minute videos especially if it is a how-to you know get rid of all the fluff give me steps one through ten and if I have that experience you know I'm coming back to that channel because you know it's been a great experience for me to just learn it quickly learn it learn it quickly learn what I need to learn and you know not have to kind of worry about all the other stuff um, so I know as a consumer, that's what I love about uh, YouTube personally. Um, I did want to jump to Instagram. Um, so I guess, Lisa, this question is for you. Um, Instagram, for those that don't know, is also owned by Facebook. Um, so it is the third largest social media platform. And according to all the statistics, it's also the largest growing um, social media platform. However, a lot of the data shows that Instagram is really a... Um, 
younger uh, younger platform in terms of audience age. Um, they say that 90% of Instagram's audience is actually under the age of 35. Now this kind of goes back to our original question of you know demographics and how you can kind of um, select certain audiences. But you know, can you give me an example? Uh, through Lee Health of where you know you've been trying to target a specific audience or a specific age group and whether you used Instagram or another platform you know you were able to make a decision based off of because you know the users are you know with this certain demographic mm -hmm. um, so is there an example where you know something's happened and you wanted to push a different message to a different audience um, and you know what was kind of that process about sure we definitely use Instagram a lot. Um, I know when I came two and a half years ago, we didn't really utilize that platform much. And that is sort of the beauty of Instagram and Facebook is that you are, I know personally, I post a lot on my Instagram that goes directly to my Facebook. So you're able to do one time posts and right. so that from an efficiency standpoint, that is great. And you know, we also um, target a lot under the age of 35. So those women decision makers maybe that might be, um, having a baby for the first time etc so it's a great w way to reach that audience um, I've noticed just on a personal basis my kids are more on Instagram so I'm able to more follow their lives on Instagram or that younger generation than I am maybe that they've got out uh, out of Facebook because their grandmothers and parents are right. are on Facebook so it is kind of a great way to be able to have that um, that other that other avenue um, and everyone loves, you know, the pictures and the short videos and um, so, yeah, we, we definitely utilize Instagram. So one of the things um, that Instagram within the last year or two kind of adapted was the short story feature that Snapchat made so popular. Um, and obviously um, this has become the most popular feature on Instagram, so I'm glad you kind of talked quickly about that, about you know being able to share those stories and those videos because, you know, that's what Instagram has kind of shifted towards is this you know short story emotional sharing stuff that you can kind of send to all your friends, all your family, your children, your parents, um, you know. So that's been been a really big, um, a big step there. Um, so Alyssa, I did want to kind of switch back to you and kind of go to Twitter. Um, I know um, Twitter's gone through a lot of kind of different changes when it started, but Twitter still really is the minute news network. Um, it's still really the place to go to for, you know, the um, on-demand, what's happening, what's going on. I know you talked about, you know, uh, the tornado issue and you know live updates um, I know a lot of companies a lot of businesses um, they kind of use Twitter for more of like a PR side um, where you know they can kind of get announcements out there quick to everyone uh, so talk a little bit about that yeah so t uh, Twitter's a great place for your leadership team to really be and interact um, especially it's kind of becoming more of a political platform overall I would say um, just kind of about you know the now the what's going on what's current it's kind of a news outlet in itself so it is a very po uh, powerful tool for leadership team to be on there and be actively engaging with your company and kind of showing um, their perspective and stuff like that and even retweeting things that um, they find funny they like they engage with because the biggest thing about social media is what do you retweet you retweet things that you have a personal connection with that made you feel a certain type of way and that you just feel the need to, I need to share this with my friends. And Twitter has that powerful platform where you can kind of do that and share your message and it's instant, just like all social media. It's just a great platform to, for any organization to be involved in. 
Right, and I know you had touched on it. You had said, you know, it's a great way to kind of build relationships, um, you know, because people can kind of, especially if we talk about leadership teams, you know, people can actually start to, um, you know, learn more about people that might not always be in the spotlight because, you know, they're kind of behind the scenes running things. Um, so it's a great way to kind of build some brand recognition, um, not only for a leadership team, but also for, you know, a business or a small organization or a nonprofit as well. Um, so those are definitely some, some uh, you know, key points. Lisa, did you want to share anything about yeah. Uh, Twitter? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, about a year ago, our CEO, Dr. Larry Antonucci, um, is now on Twitter. And um, so he's done a great job and we kind of work with him on areas you know that he can share articles etc I was at an event with him in Naples on Monday and he took a picture of the speaker that um, worked for us and so he tweeted it that to me means a lot and he can really recognize different team members so I think um, I think Twitter, you know, as Alyssa said, is really great for thought leadership, for more PR, recognition, something really quick that you can share, retweet. Um, you know, obviously uh, our president does it directly, so it really is, instead of going through the news source, it's a way to get directly to right. you, your audience, and it works. Um, so we'll talk quickly about two more platforms. Uh, the first one we'll talk about is LinkedIn. Um, most people kind of know it for like the B2B platform. How do they you know, connect with prospects or how do they kind of utilize it for more of a um, human resources or growth development process? But, um, you know, Alyssa, if you wanted to talk about um, what are some more um, marketing ways that a company might want to use LinkedIn versus, you know, more of the traditional, like, oh, I have a meeting coming up. Let me see who I'm meeting. You know, what are some ways that, you know, you at, at Lee Health have kind of used it? from that standpoint? LinkedIn is that business to business um, platform or if you're looking for any type of job, if you're interested in possibly joining a company, you're gonna go to their LinkedIn, you're gonna see jobs posted on there and stuff like that. But something that we've been trying to do, uh, Galasano Children's Hospital Southwest Florida recently just uh, made it LinkedIn and we're trying to get more of that shareable content and um, highlighting employees and saying, um, instead of just saying, you know, this job's available, come be a child life specialist, we're going to highlight a child life specialist at Galisano and say, you know, this is the great work they do, please come join our team. Something like that, something that's more engaging, that people have that feel good. Yeah, that's about. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's a way to kind of, you know, give recognition um, to, to people that, you know, ultimately aren't always in the spotlight. So I think that's a great way to utilize that. Lisa, did you have something? Yeah, I was just going to add, it seems like LinkedIn has sort of changed a little bit, whereas before it was mainly, I would just go on LinkedIn when I was looking for a job, to right. be honest. But um, the last couple of years, it seems like a lot more people are on it and using it almost like um, sort of a business type Facebook. So if you're speaking at an event or you want to recognize a team member, um, our HR team uses it a lot. And so we are able to reshare with our contacts. Like for instance, I came from Chicago area. So if I'm able to share that we have a job opening, a lot of times it can be successful and they and they end up, you know, at least being interested in, in maybe moving down here to Fort Myers. So it can really be a powerful outlet. And I do believe LinkedIn is changing a lot um, to be more engaging. Right. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Um, okay, so we'll quickly talk about the last social media platform and then we'll kind of get into more strategy topics. Um, TikTok, probably the newest social media platform for a lot of people. Um, you know, probably a lot of our listeners don't know much about TikTok, if at all, what it is. So, Alyssa, why don't you kind of share 
Yeah, so TikTok is actually an amazing app. It's it's really cool once you dive into it. It's an app where anyone can go viral and they have a what's called a for you page where they take your video and automatically will put it on about 20 people's for you page. And depending on how those 20 people view your video, your video could have a million views within 2 hours. Wow. And it's it's awesome because it's been picked up by the NBA. They had ticks uh, they call them TikTok stars come and perform at the NBA. NBA halftime because they do like these little dances and it's so cool especially because I've been using it for Galisano Children's Hospital Southwest Florida that I go in and these kids already know the dance like they are like on TikTok for three hours a day and they're like Alyssa let me show you this dance like the renegade I want to teach you it so I've been learning these dances from some of our patients and kind of participating in the dances with them and they've gotten a lot of traction I mean the one had over 14,000 views and it's just us just dancing and having fun and it's awesome because it gives um, these kids the opportunity to still be a kid while in the hospital. But TikTok is a pretty cool app and it, it's exciting, especially because it's so new. And uh, the other thing is a lot of big organizations use it. There's a lawyer on there that was very a small lawyer uh, from a different uh, state, don't even know where he's from. He has over 6 million followers on TikTok now. And his practice has grown so much because he was TikTok famous. So <laughs> it's just, it's amazing that anyone can go viral and it's it kind of gives you that hope of, oh my gosh, is this video going to get uh, over 10,000 views? Is it going to get a million views? So it's, it's an exciting app because you can go on there 10 minutes later and you have 15,000 more views on your video. Um, like I said, it's probably the newest social media platform out there. So there's still a lot of people who are um, kind of unsure of how it works. Um, can you just kind of let um, the listeners know, you know, is it is it quick to set up? Is there like a business page you have to create or? Yeah, so it's super quick to set up. There's no business pages yet. And basically you just start and you post 15 second videos. That's really all it is. They allow you to go up to 60 seconds, but it's quick okay. and fast. And it's about that attention span we told you about right. earlier. Yeah, right. short attention span. So 15 seconds to really just kind of have your moment to shine. So that was kind of a, an overview of probably the most so, uh, popular social media platforms. Really what I'd love to do now is kind of get in more towards the strategy component of social media. So specifically, what are some things um, small businesses and organizations should do to make sure they're uh, using these platforms correctly? Um, so. Lisa, I don't know if you wanted to start us off, if you had a great way to kind of segue this conversation. I mean, ultimately, I know usually when you know we're talking about planning and strategy, usually the first thing that we do is more of the goal setting process, right? Mm-hmm. So why should I use social media? Wait, what's the ultimate goal? Because obviously, if, if we don't have a goal or if we don't know where we're going, we don't know if we're successful. Right. Exactly. And I would say, as you, as you can tell from the conversation, social media is a lot of fun. So I would really encourage people, I actually just met with a small business late um, recently, one of our donors who's a kind of worried about getting into social media and sometimes there is a lot of fear, you know, about it, but I would just say, just start diving into it, you know, pick a platform um, on a personal basis, whether that's Facebook, etc. If you, if you don't, if you want to separate your personal and your business, that's what I do personally is I my Facebook is more my personal relationships, and then LinkedIn, Instagram, um, Twitter are more my kind of work friends. So don't be afraid to separate if you want, um, but it can be really powerful. This is where people are getting news, so why not be in it? It right. really just takes a little bit of time, but of course, any great um, strategy starts with a plan. 
and I would say for small businesses, I would say really focus on your website first and really getting a great website and a great landing page. Like for instance, if you're doing a campaign to um, grow new customers, make sure that you d redirect people when you're doing a social post so that it's redirected to a, a specific landing page on your website. Then you'll be able to track it. And that's the other great thing about digital marketing is you're able to track it as opposed to sometimes with print advertising or with TV, you, you don't know how successful you're going to be. So that's the beauty of the whole digital marketing overall. And social media is a really important aspect of that. So I would just encourage you, check it out, do a pilot, have fun with it and take photos. I think once you get into it, you really see the, see the results and really um, it's, it's just a great way to engage with your customers and the community. Uh, Alyssa, I'm going to jump to you because obviously you handle uh, 26 social media accounts. Um, could you give our listeners kind of an example quickly of a certain goal that you've recently gone through on a social media, whether it's I need to hit X amount of views, I want to try to get X amount of you know people to this landing page or back to this website? Yeah, so this is the biggest thing I'll say about social media is that your goal should never be to increase followers or to get more views, actually. Your goal should be to connect people with information that's engaging because those views and everything will come along with it. The followers will come along with it. If you're posting engaging content, you're going to increase followers, you're going to increase views. But the tactic needs to be kind of that engaging post. And the way I've kind of separated it is I try to really get the personal photo instead of just posting words. No one really wants to read words any anymore so let's just get a quick snapshot of this kid who possibly has cancer you know and then let's write his story instead of just writing his story with no pictures let's show them who the kid is and he has a whole life you know so kind of that engaging content that makes people like hey I recognize him or that's my cousin that's my uncle whatever it is whoever it is it, it doesn't really matter because they'll have that personal connection because they see a face right right no I think that's a great tip um, you know don't don't get sidetracked with you know followers and likes and comments you know stick to relevant information because if you create relevant information the rest comes yes right right exactly. awesome um, so Lisa one of the things I want to talk about is kind of that geo-targeting and knowing your audience um, you know with all of the uh, tools that are out there now and all of the uh, different social media platforms that are out there now um, you know you can really kind of hone in on specific audiences but obviously an organization as large as Lee Health probably has multiple you know target audiences for you know certain different um, programs or um, you know facilities that you guys have going on so talk a little bit about you know how someone can understand their audience how you can do research to learn your audience and you know kind of um, you know how it, it's worked for you guys sure well you can do a number of different things and I think one of the things that's important from a small business or any type of business is really to understand your resources and whether you have those internal experts or work with a marketing firm a lot of firms now are focusing on digital marketing so sometimes having that expertise outside um, we're fortunate here at Lee Health to have Alyssa um, so, you know solely focused on our social media efforts but we're a very large organization so that's a little bit different but so sometimes it's partnering and um, really looking at your resources 
but um, geotargeting is really a great thing. Um, for instance, when we opened Coconut Point right down the street from Bonita Springs, our facility there, we did a lot of digital marketing and targeting that specific area, and we had some great results as we're, as we're opening this brand new um, state-of-the-art facility, 24-7 ER, yeah. et cetera. We wanted to make sure that we were successful and it has been very successful and a lot of people are searching um, the community was really ready for this facility so we got a lot of great engagement we were able to do a contact us form so they could email their questions whether they wanted to sign up for cooking demonstration or they're interested in orthopedic surgery my mother-in-law goes to a cooking demonstration probably three times a week there really yep. that's awesome yep. yeah yep. she gets all great. the notifications she signs up she literally She'll come back and she'll tell us, you know, a 20, 25 minute story of it. So she loves really? it. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Love to interview her. Um, so yeah, the cooking uh, demonstration there has been great. And so we really try to, Lee Health, we really try to make sure that you're healthy and well and provide a lot of those resources, whether it's, you know, fitness center, yoga, dietitian, or bringing in national speakers, et cetera. We want to keep our community healthy and well and we're fortunate to live here in southwest florida that we got this great weather that we're able to get outside and enjoy it every day as well Alyssa, can you talk a little bit about kind of monitoring your competition um you know obviously in an industry such as healthcare, you know people have a lot of choices so when you talk about hey i manage 26 platforms does what the competitors do or does what another organization do sometimes influence you to you know whether it is to make decisions whether it is to use certain platforms um you know how does how does that work we are kind of um working on social listening a little bit and kind of seeing what people are tweeting out there what people are making posts about and we really just kind of welcome the feedback always people will post on our facebook page and stuff like that and say hey this happened, I'm going to go somewhere else. And instead of just letting them go, we immediately reach out and we say we would love to hear more about what happened and we connect them with the people they need to talk to, which is really important. And it's not necessarily, um, you know, we have we have competitors in the healthcare world, obviously, but we really want to be the ones to do things first and kind of just find, like finding our own way. And we don't really let them um, influence anything that we post or do because we're finding that, you know, the engaging content is what people are really doing well with. Right. And seeing those six... Uh, success stories that come out of Lee Health. So, you know, it's 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 an evolving thing. Social media is still so new that there's stuff we could learn from anyone, really. Mm -hmm. So just kind of, we're not set in our ways and we're, we're always um, fluid and changing and keeping up with the trends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the things that you touched on, I guess I'll bring up is kind of that um, review management. Um, social media has been a um, really strong platform for people to voice their opinions, right? So, you know, how has, uh, for example, how has Lee Health been able to utilize social media to not necessarily take a bad situation and make it better, but how have you been able to um, find positive feedback, not only, you know, reward the staff, reward employees, but been able to build upon that? Yeah, so one of the biggest thing is when someone tags us in their, in their post, and we'll go and click on the post, and it's, I'm 
four years remission. I'm four years cancer free, you know, and stuff like that. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I'll reach out to that family directly and be like, hey, so glad to hear your story. Would you mind sending us some photos and your story? We'd love to share it on our blog page, on our website, on our social media pages. So really being able to have that direct access to these families. And obviously there are the negative comments that come through and there's people that just message you with questions also. But we keep a very close eye on those messages that come through to Lee Health and try to get them an immediate response, try to connect them to the information they need, good or bad, and really work with them to make sure that at the end though, the experience, if it wasn't positive, was at least neutral. They felt like they did everything they could and we did everything we could to make the situation as best as we could for the family, the patient, whoever it is. Right, right. Lisa, did you have anything you want to add about that? I was just going to add, yes. I mean, most people coming to the hospital are not, um, you know, coming for a positive reason, right? right? Unless you're having a baby. Um, So, you know, people are vulnerable. They're sick. They want, you know, so we totally understand that. So sometimes, just like in any any industry, you know, there might be more wait time, et cetera. And social media really gives us that platform, though. If somebody is, you know, waiting in the ER or, you know, and, and they're going on their platforms, we're able to respond quickly and even do some service recovery, too. So we're able to, um, you know, maybe go and talk to the family and and explain that. So it's really a great platform. And as Alyssa mentioned, we do get a lot of positive feedback, much more positive feedback. And it's easy sometimes to just focus on the negative, but really the positive, you know, a lot of times people are in the hospital and they want to call out a specific nurse. So we try to find out what is a nurse's name and then we'll, we'll give the information to the leader and say, awesome job and really try to recognize them for the outstanding service they provide every day. Sometimes it's those unsung heroes that right. really, you know, you're, that's the great thing about social media. We can't be everywhere. But if somebody takes a picture or somebody calls out someone, we're able to share that and really give them some recognition. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, I know, Alyssa, you had mentioned it, but I kind of wanted to get a more definitive answer on a question that I know I've had asked to me a couple of times. When it comes to monitoring social media and kind of replying back to social media, should you be replying back to every comment? Should you be you know, only focusing on the negatives and try to reply back? Should you reply back to all the positives as well you know what's your thought process on that yeah so we try to we no matter what we'll like every comment um and and try to engage as much as much as we can whether if it's positive or negative but if it's a very positive comment and someone comments oh my gosh i love so and so she changed my life she helped me we always try to respond back say hey so and so thank you so much for sharing your story we love to hear stories about uh, about uh, this person um, if you want to please reach out and maybe we can do a special highlight or something for those negative comments we always do try to respond publicly also just to let the people know if anyone comes to our page that we're addressing those negative correct concerns. yeah so if someone write, writes a comment we'll say we're so sorry you had this experience please reach out to us in direct messages or message us because um, the most important thing I would tell anyone is to try to get that conversation offline as soon as possible try to get them into the private messages the direct messages because people aren't afraid to drop their own personal information and it's not just for us to protect what happened but to protect their information because we don't want them posting their cell phone numbers on our pages their addresses I mean people I don't think people fully understand when you post something on social media it can be accessed by so many people 
because it's really important to try to get them into those private messages before any type of private information is shared. And that's, I think that's a really good tip for our listeners um, to, like you said, make sure any information that you don't want to be shared to kind of get it off there as soon as possible. So I think that's, that's really good. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is sort of the paid versus unpaid, right? So obviously, um, all of the social media platforms, you know, you can post things from your business page to reach, you know, whoever it is that's following or liking your pages. Um, but I think a lot of times, especially for small businesses, there's a lot of confusion on the advertising component, right? So whether it's boosting a page, whether it's doing an, a specific marketing campaign, a campaign on a social media platform that is paid. Um, you know, really, um, you know, what's kind of the difference between the two? And, you know, for those people listening who have never essentially done a paid campaign, Lisa, can you share some insight on, you know, kind of how that would work? Or, you know, what are some things that um, our listeners should kind of uh, look out for or make sure that they're doing in a certain way? Sure. So in addition to what we do organically and what Alyssa focuses on, we also look at some areas that are key um, key service lines, etc. So lately, we've really been focusing a lot on telehealth because of what's going on in the community with with so many people here right now. So encouraging people to stay at home and access care there. So we've um, we we have a telehealth uh, digital campaign, and the the nice thing is it's it's very affordable as well. You can do a pay, pay per click. There's a number of different options that I would encourage local businesses to really check out. You know, working with another local firm and is quite easy and you're able to see the success and you're able to tweak it too you know this might be working the search engine page might be working this is not um, do we want to continue to do page search which words do we want to you know utilize so for instance if they're looking for urgent care convenient care you know, hip um, pain, etc. We want to be able to do that research and really meet people where they are. It can be quite successful. Yeah, I think you know, and this is just kind of using Facebook as an example. I think one of the um, really uh, awesome things about some of the paid options is you get the analytics and the insight back in real time, right? Right. So you're able to say, okay, you know, this isn't working, or hey, this is really working. Let's spend more focus on this, right? Because, you know, you can see the returns as they come in. Um, so, you know, I think it's great to be able to kind of track those analytics and kind of adapt, um, you know, on, in real time. Um, so, Alyssa, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of try to stay on the analytics topic. Um, talk a little bit about how um, not only Lee Health, but other organizations and other businesses can kind of use all of the analytical tools that social media has um, and how that can kind of um, help you when we're talking about how can I create a strategy for social media. Yeah, so I know for a fact that Facebook has Facebook Insights and you can immediately, you don't have to buy any type of search engine platform to see your own insights. However, at Lee Health, we do use a platform called Sprout Social and Sprout is very awesome for our business um, because we can put on all social channels. So we can track all of our Instagram pages, all of our Facebook pages, all of our LinkedIn pages. I think it's tracking over 30 pages right now, just our CEOs, Twitter, people like that, just pages we wanna track in general from the Lee Health system. And we can see what posts are doing well or when we had a spike of engagements. And we can say, okay, we had a spike of engagements last week, what was the post that was on that? Right. And we can say, hey, it was this post, maybe we should think about promoting this more. Um, and we've and it shows you anywhere, it shows you your paid um, analytics, it shows you your organic analytics also, and you can outweigh them. And we're finding that actually our organic 
analytics are doubled are paid, which is not the case for most organizations. But it's just because we have been trying to get that engaging content out there so much that it's outweighing our paid advertising, which is not. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is awesome. I think it's a great, great job. One of the other things that we utilize it for, we do a lot of events. Like you you had mentioned your mother-in-law. We have events going on all the time. And so we really can get away from even doing any print advertising. And that's the wonderful thing about Facebook. You super easy to uh, post an event, able to find out how many people are interested, how many people are going. And, you know, so we got some great attendance and it's, it's very easy. And we're also able to share it on our personal sites. And that's why we we, we encourage employees, too, to like and share so that we're able to help get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Alyssa, I think this question is probably more for, for you know, tailored for you. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, when it comes to creating a social media strategy, can you talk a little, little bit about um, kind of managing time and, and, you know, whether you create a calendar or whether you have a system in place to kind of schedule everything? I know you talked about using Sprout Social. Um, are there other, um, or is there a tool on Sprout Social or are there other platforms that you're aware of that have kind of that management capability? Yeah, so I know there's Hootsuite also, but like I said, we use Sprout Social, but it allows you to schedule a post. So, um, you know, social media is crazy and you never know what's going to happen every day. Everything's different. (laughs) So I will be the first to admit I've been behind on my social media calendar, which is something I would recommend for anyone who has the time to plan out your post. Say on this day, Monday, I'm posting this on Tuesday. We're posting this on Wednesday. We're posting this. But it's also kind of good to, you know, try to post more than once a day if you have the time. Um, Sprout does allow us to plan posts so I can have like my plan post for the day. But then someone calls me and says, hey, Alyssa, so and so just showed up at the children's hospital. Come run over here. And I'm like, OK, let's go, you know, and right. I'm bringing my camera. And then that's a post that obviously I didn't have planned. It wasn't on our calendars. It was a random event in that sense. And I think that's how social media should be. It's kind of the random it's mm-hmm. the in the moment I didn't expect this because if you plan every single post you know at that point you're just doing it just to post to post right so it's I mean there's the tools out there but it's very in the moment I took a photo on myself and I'm gonna post it right now no that's great advice and Alyssa does a great job I'll, I'll be at an event and I'll send her pictures or other other leaders will send her pictures and she posts them right away and I think being timely is really critical um, you know, if you post, you're, if you're at an event and you don't see a post for a couple days, you lose the effectiveness of it. Because let's face it, we're all very <laughs> 24-7 news and short attention span. And what we find is we want to get ahead of our audience, too. So if we're hosting an event, we would rather have us post it first with all the pictures and then have other people share it than have, like, say, our board members or our audience post it first. Then it's going to kind of look, I guess we're sort of competitive like that. It sort of looks like we're maybe behind a little bit. So, you know, whenever I go to an event, I encourage other leaders, take a photo. It only takes a minute, whether it's a speaker or even an invitation or sometimes just random, like, a cake or something you know just take a photo we can't be everywhere but lee health is involved in so many different community events let's really show the support and let's thank um thank the organizer of the event or another non not-for-profit and it's a win-win right awesome no that's great advice i really like the you know the the saying timely is critical um, you know, especially in this day and age where every day something else is going on. So I think that's great advice. Um, as we start to kind of wrap up here, I wanted to kind of open up the mic to both of you. If you had anything else that you wanted to add around social media, around social media strategy, around social media management, maybe that we didn't touch on that you'd like to share. 
I think, Charles, you did a great job. I know we partner a lot with the Chamber, so I know you do a great job with social media as well. And I would just encourage people to dive in, have fun with it, and you know, use it personally. And then as you become comfortable with it, you're going to be able to see really the benefits of it for your business as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just say the time is now. If you're thinking about it and you're just not sure, I mean, like Lisa just said, just start it. And, you know, it's just one of those things. If it doesn't work out, you don't have to keep it. But you never know what's going right. to catch traction on social media. So I would just encourage anyone to just start putting your stuff out there, no matter what it is. Well, thank you so much. Um, hopefully our listeners here learned a lot. And like you said, if they're if they're thinking about it and they're on the fence, hopefully this kind of persuaded them to get on board. Um, you know, I'd really like to kind of take this time to let our listeners know of anything that Lee Health has going on or coming up, anything that you wanted to share. Sure. We're really excited. We just recently launched our new website, leehealth.org. So take a look at it. Check it out. It's super easy to schedule an appointment with a family practitioner, specialist, etc. So it's very user-friendly and we're really excited about it. So check it out and we really appreciate you listening to this and engaging in social media and appreciate the partnership with the Chamber. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Chamber Chat. Don't forget to tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe.